Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU invests in high demand areas such as nursing, teaching, and the sciences. Students engage with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. I woke up, then I logged in to that Urban X where they be flexing with that blog in. Put it down, cause my little homie called in. Had to bail him out, he in trouble with the law again. Black skin can't win in the white world. Seen a brother kill his own kid for that white girl. We ain't wanna go to school, but we had to. Every February, it was scary in them classrooms. Shimmy y'all, shimmy gay. Old dirty bastards can't own dirty slaves or they own dirty masters. Black Dot found a pot as a youngin' broke it down for his son and now he's serving to the masses. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Welcome to Urban X. We love you guys. Urban X Nation in the building. Let's clap that up for Urban X being prepared and on time. Ladies and gentlemen, putting on these events and these shows are sometimes hard. If only you knew what goes on behind the scenes. But this is why we always keep the show professional. We're on time. And we're organized. Let's clap that up for Urban X. For the people that are listening who are just getting in with us right now. Yeah, yeah. For the people who are just getting in, you right on time. Yeah, we did about 10 minutes. For the early birds, yeah. they caught some shit they weren't supposed to catch. They caught a family feud. And I'm usually Alejandro on people, but I think I'm going to get... Yeah. They're going to sit me down Yeah, and uh, tell me... I'm no longer needed on the show. So it was good, man. So uh, everything is great, man. And, and, and like I said, um, if you didn't hear earlier, we got Brother Obon coming into the building. For real. Uh, we're excited about that. He's on his way to Cuba. So uh, this weekend. This weekend, so, right. So right, he's, right. he's stopping in for us. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, so for everybody out there who has their questions, hashtag uh, Brother Obon. And we will get to, you know, as many of them as we can. So that, um, you know, it'll be something amazing for you. That is a nice shirt you have on. Oh, oh, this? Yeah, that right there. This is that Urban Excellence joint. They right. popping. Right. Man, we done sold uh, two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they they hot off the rap, though. <laughs> so 
What we're trying to tell you is now we got everything organized because somebody, I'm not going to mention names, didn't have the site up, uh, didn't have the links no, no, to no, the no. site hey, hey, so that out, we can out. make that money. Time out, time out. So and now you didn't press record on a podcast, so now he's trying to throw everybody under the bush. No, I, no, I'm just calling it like I see it. Oh, please. We, 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 listen, I'm pretty sure it was about 20 people in the chat that went to purchase a shirt last week. And was kicked out because we wasn't organized. But that's not gonna happen this week. Well, if you wanna if you want a shirt, you go to UrbanX.nyc. Yes, UrbanX.nyc. Hit the shop button, it's right there. UrbanX.nyc, hit that shop button uh, so we can get that popping. Because the shirts we sell here determine when the ladies get theirs. Because it's like hustling. I got a bag of weed, we can't get another bag of weed until we get rid of this bag of weed. And you know, so it's hustling. We're gonna move these stacks and then we're gonna double up. You could tell I ain't never sold drugs a day in my life. I don't <laughs> double up stacks. Doc, stick to what you do. I did sell crack for three days. I told a story in one of my lectures. And for three days, son, everything that could go wrong went <laughs> wrong. What do you mean? I hit my man with a bundle. <laughs> okay. All right? He, he called me from the window and said, yo, Doc, it's, it's just cracking out here. Hit me with a package. Now, I had never hit him with a package. This ain't my work. Right. My man, it was his work. He went to jail. Right. So now I gotta, I'm in my house with a, a table full of crack. Yeah, this is um, this is a, the, the plot of a movie. What movie was that? Half-Baked with Dave okay, Chappelle. Yeah, yeah same, like thing, same, baked, thing. Right? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. So I got a table full of crack. I don't know nothing about this. He's in the kitchen cooking his shit up, whatever. He gets knocked. He needs bail money. Right. So I'm like, dude, I ain't got no bail money, but I do have the crack. So I looked through the crack manual, because it's a crack manual, mm -hmm. the 10 crack commandments. It said, all right, put the work out in the streets. Walk the streets every now and then to see how your workers is doing. Don't smile with the workers, because then they'll think you're soft. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, pull up and just go, all right, in the car, like, yo, what's, what's good out here? So I did all that. Everything's fine. My boy called me. This right. is, see, this is where it gets crazy. He called me, yo, deep. Hit me with a package. It's hot out here. So I, from the window, I, I pitched him a package. From the window. From the window. like The yo, front so, window. The front window. I lived on the first floor. You threw some crack it outside. Was, it was nighttime. Oh, okay. I threw some crack <laughs> okay. out the window. So, you know what I'm saying? First day go by. I'm like, all right, everybody else is hitting me with their bread. All right, I like that. You know, you get two off a bottle. I'm good at math. I ain't hear from this nigga for three days. So I go back to the crack manual. Page 37 says, nigga don't show up with the money. <laughs> you have to kill this nigga to make an example for the other workers. So I'm like, all right. So I strapped up. Me and my man Chill. True story. And my man Chill is crazy. All right. He, he looking for action. Shout out to Uncle Joe. And we strap up and we go looking for mm. him. And we didn't find him. I'm glad we didn't because then the story would have got really crazy. Because then we would have had to shoot him to make an example. I would have just been coming home now. You wouldn't have been born. Yeah. The whole tape would have been crazy. <laughs> but that's how that story went. And so for three days, and then we finally got the bail money to get this nigga out. I'm going to say, you got to get the shit out of my house. Man. This shit is <laughs> fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So that's my crack story. That, but that's not urban excellence. That's not. No, that is not that urban is not excellence. urban excellence. But I was a crack dealer. Don't get it twisted. For three days. So if I wrote a song about it or an album about it, you could. I wouldn't be lying. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but I really wouldn't be telling the no, truth. Nobody would know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Brought up on the man with yeah. the gap. Yeah, yeah, nobody. Yo, where that crack at? 
went to his girl's house. I'm gonna kill a baby and a kid. Jay Z still you know. talking about he lost 92 bricks, which I don't believe. He said he lost. He said he lost 92 bricks. bricks. I don't believe it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hmm, that's a lot of. Bricks. And then it was a meme with him and um, Pusha T, and Pusha T was like, "92 bricks, boy, I had to kill you." Absolutely, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's of a lot of money. My man just he, he ran up with like a hundred vials, so I gave him, you know, all those pictures and, and packages of a hundred. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we were friends to this day. He robbed the bank, so he's in jail doing life now. But you know, that is what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to kill a little time, but now. Uh, let's talk about some things going on. Did you hear Kanye's album? I heard Kanye's album. I heard it as well. Okay, let's start with your opinion first since you, you, you usually a hater on things. Okay, listen. I didn't particularly like it. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I think, no, I think it had a lot to do with what I was listening to prior. Right? Okay, okay. So I was listening to Pusha T. Crack, seller. Yeah, that's all I was listening to. Possibly. I was going to the gym. That's all I was listening to. Right, right. Then... I listened, I gave his album a listen, and uh-huh. it just wasn't where I was at. That's what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just yeah. where I wasn't at. Yeah, that's The second time I listened to it, I got a better understanding of it, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't, that's not what I wanted. It's not what you wanted. No. Nah. Okay. All right. What else you got to say? Anything? Uh... Um, The seven songs thing, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the seven track thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, get your <laughs> point. But I think, me, in my opinion, I think Kanye... He benefits from the longer albums because he tells a fuller story. Yeah, in most cases. In mo- that's that's how I feel. Right? Yeah. Life of Pablo was like 19 songs, and right. I thought that album was crazy. But 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 check this out. Five or six of them songs I could have did without. That's true, too. You see what I'm saying? That's true, too. Kanye is changing the time-space continuum with this one. And what I mean by that is this seven-album shit is brilliant. Because most of the time, even in the chat room, let's be honest. You listen to somebody out, they mm-hmm. probably got six or seven bangers. The rest of them is fillers, yeah, so- features with your man. You put your arm on a track. You don't need all that shit. So what he did was he's telling artists, go in. Let's record 30 songs and let's pull off seven songs. Because in this day and time, I only got... 23 minutes but the, to pay, you know, to listen to you. But what it is that it's the streaming era. So you get money off more streams. So they try to pack albums with, like the Migos joint was like 22 songs of literally the I same get it. song. I get it. So I, I get I get where he's going because I understand that too. And I think the best albums throughout hip-hop history have been shorter albums. Yeah, Rakim would give you 10 songs. Illmatic was nine songs. Nine songs of just Oh, 10 power. songs. Yeah, yeah it's 10 just, songs of just packed information we we we, we kind of got into an age of things being diluted right and with things being diluted um it has uh created mediocrity right, so right, to right. speak the youtube era this generation the text era the meme era your attention span is very short to mm-hmm. begin with so this album is acclimated to me to this generation now with that being said remember Pusha T's album, Seven, and he said he used Seven because God That's created the God. universe right, 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 Seven. Right, right. And then he talked about Supreme Mathematics. Seven is the number of God. So it's all tied in right. spiritually and mathematically speaking. And he called the album... And he called the album Yay, Yay. which is what we were breaking down when we were saying, uh, isn't it written in your law right. that Yay or Ye... ye yeah. Our gods. That was like three shows ago. That four, was three, three or four, three, shows, three or four ago. shows ago. We're not going to take credit for that one, but we're taking credit for that one. It just goes to show the synchronicity 
of where we're at. Now, with that being said, um, you want me to text people? You got to check it. Um, my text messages, yeah. I'm checking now, and we're good. But you had it open on the YouTube app, so yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. come up. Uh, uh, all you, right, all right. you will get Alejandro here. All right. um, so, I love the album. All right? I'm going to clap that up for Kanye. Now, I am not a Kanye hater. Mm -hmm. I am not one of these people who, because Kanye did something in the political world, that I'm not going to give his music a fair shake in the creative world. You have people who won't listen to his album simply because he was standing next to Trump or he said something about slavery is a choice or this and that. Some people are even patting themselves on the back saying, I didn't even listen to his album. Like, that's some revolutionary shit. Now, tell me you listened and you didn't like it. That's fine because it's an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. This is not a hip-hop album. It is hip-hop, pop, rock, soul, jazz, and gospel fused into one. Into seven tracks. Into seven tracks. His music is undefinable now. And for me, I like that because... I hate patterns. We talked about mm -hmm. patterns and doing the same shit and expecting a different result. Some great albums came out this week. Uh, Black Thought's album is crazy. It's an EP. With Knife Wonder. With Knife Wonder. Mm -hmm. Amazing bars. You know what I'm saying? You get a, 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 a great piece of uninterrupted Black Thought. But at the end of the day, I've heard that format before. Right. So, okay, cool. Pusha T's album, another great hip hop incredible album. Incredible. You know, if you know, especially if you into that kind of uh, uh, music, Kanye displayed his musical genius to prove he still can do hip hop tracks mm -hmm. if he wanted to. Seven tracks, great. Uh, Planet Asia, my man. Planet Asia has an album called out Mansa Musa, and it's fire. Right, bars up and down, hip hop tracks. All of that stuff, again, aligning with something we're all familiar with. Right. This Kanye album is undefinable. It is so much fused into one. And sonically, the choruses, the hooks, the music that he's using, to me, puts me in a place that challenges me creatively. Right. So I understand his creative genius. And wifey listened to it in the car this morning. And she said, it's not really my thing. I get some of the tracks, this and that. And that's an honest opinion. That's great. I'm always looking for the artist to uh, take me into realms that I haven't been in. And he started with the life of Pablo. He did it with the 808. Right. Uh, he did it with so many different... He, he never gives me the same album twice is what I'm trying to tell the people out in the chat room. And this Seven Cuts was right along those lines... And I felt he talked about his bipolar. He talked about his situation with his wife. He talked about, he has a track uh, called uh, Violent Crimes about talking about his daughter growing up and the challenges of men and how men are dogs until they have a daughter. I thought it was an amazing track. He has a track with Kid Cudi called Ghost Town. That was fire. Whoa. And he had, that album's coming out tomorrow. And the Kid Cudi album with Kanye is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. So for the next 30 days... He has sold up the time-space continuum, and each album will probably present something different. So, 
I enjoyed it. It was 23 minutes. It didn't uh, bog me down. I'm able to listen to it two or three times within an hour span and, and, and really get a feel for it. And I thought the album was incredible. And it's undefinable. It's, it's some gospel in there. It's some soul. It's some jazz. It's some fusion. He put a few hip hop bars in, and he don't waste bars. He's almost Tupacian. Like he don't have clever punchlines. Oh, oh, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean by that is he doesn't have. Tupac had a way of getting direct to the point and having an impact. So where Biggie might be able to have a, a, a double and triple entendres and crazy punchlines. Tupac, dear mama, and not anything Biggie ever did out, in my humble opinion. Uh, Brenda's got a baby. I'm talking about social impact. Oh, obviously. Social impact. Obviously. Now, when it came to just party joints, even uh, uh, I get around, you know, so Tupac didn't waste any bars. And I feel uh, 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 being a Gemini, as he is, Kanye's a Gemini, along with Tupac and Biggie, he has the ability to say what he wants to say and uh in a shorter period of time there was no over rapping he was never he was never trying to say i'm the best lyricist uh i got bars so you know i thought it's worth a listen for you but you have to have an open mind to really appreciate his music so for me it was amazing i don't know what tomorrow brings with the one with him and kid cuddy and i'm not going to hold uh, because uh, we're always preaching, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. I'm not going to hold his bipolarism against him as right. other people did. This man has put out nine or ten incredible albums. Mm-hmm. So let his music speak to you. That's why even R. Kelly's music still speaks to black women in particular. Because it it, it, it supersedes or transcends moral shit. You know what I'm saying? What this nigga did in, in, in the streets, he's speaking to your spirit. He's speaking to your soul. And that's what music is supposed to do. And it becomes challenging. I'm going on my rant right now. But it becomes challenging to keep trying to be creative. It's easy for me to give you the same shit over and over and over and over again. It's challenging to say, I created a box. Now the challenge is to get out of the box and create another box. The problem is the Matrix is always trying to get two and three boxes ahead of you. So that you have the perception that what you're creating is new and it isn't. I find it interesting that um, when it came to like, like say we were talking about Bill Cosby, right? And people were upset that they were trying to get his reruns pulled off of TV. And people, what were people saying? Uh, People wanted his shit to play. Right, because they wanted him, they wanted everybody to separate the art. Dr. Huxtable from Bill Cosby. From Bill Cosby. Absolutely. Why don't we do that with music? We should. We should. And that's what I said. But we, we this generation, everything is so, everybody's so uh, wound, wound up. Yeah, like everybody's so wound angry, up yeah. and angry yeah. that we're not allowing the creative process, which is the highest process. Mm-hmm. You got here. That's a creative process. You know what I mean? God must create or God dies. So the God within you must continue to further its creation or stagnation leads to death. That's why everything in the universe continues to move. So some artists allow the record companies to gas them up and go, nah, we, we want the same album you gave us last last year. And then they we stagnate. And then what happens is... Sophomore the, slump. Sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. 
And then beyond that, the fans turn on your ass. They go, oh, this is some new shit over here. And then they switch over to that new shit right. because you have become redundant in what you're doing. Sort of like what we was talking about on our own show, that when we get to show 39, 40, and 50, if we're still yeah. talking and doing the same things, we're creating a stagnant situation. Right. And the urban, urban next nation will go, all right, we'll get back to that later. And they'll be on to something new. Even us setting this up different. We just changed the algorithm on y'all. Y'all ain't even people. We got a third chair here. Ain't nobody coming. We just did that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm only fucking around. Oh, Bob, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. But what I'm trying to say is, in your process out there, stay creative. With, with whatever you're doing, never get comfortable. And this is the Urban X spiel of the week. Never get comfortable. Stay moving. Stay progressive. Stay trying to be the best that you can be. Stay challenging yourself. Even if it's small victories, stop looking at the big picture, right. small victories. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people graduating this time of the month. Celebrate them. You know what I mean? Somebody um, somebody hit us, actually, uh, hashtag Urban Excellence on Instagram today. Somebody was graduating. I think their daughter was graduating. Okay. So shout out. Let me see. I think, I shout think. them out because I think I screenshot these it. are small victories for them. Uh, I don't care if it's kindergarten. If your son is excited, he's going to first grade. Celebrate that. You know what I mean? Because we have a tendency, there's so much hate going on in the world. We always looking for something to hate and something to knock. Nah, we want to celebrate all of that here at Urban Excellence. That was on Instagram uh at Inked and Lot. Inked and Lot. Okay. Shout out shout out, shout out to you. I think that was your daughter, I think. Okay. Graduating. Shout out okay, to you. Okay, we, we you know, we want to celebrate these young people. Definitely. They work hard, man. Yo, it's and um I was talking about this, um, when when it's graduation season, I'm always like inspired, proud, and annoyed because I kind of you know people kind of overdo it with the you know with the graduation thing, and I get it. You're proud, you worked hard, and but it's also part of me that kind of just knows the other side of it. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of. But at the same time, when I'm when they talk about and they listen. Their achievements. I'm like that took a lot of discipline. Absolutely. To you know to achieve that. Absolutely. So, and and we always want to you know yeah because what's important to, to 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 young people may not be as important to you right. because you've walked the walk already right so you know ahead of them are challenges yeah and you have to prepare them somewhat but don't crush their dreams yeah that's what I don't say nothing I, they want to go to college yeah, I don't say nothing. and you know and, and get out there and you you say go for it. Because the greatest lessons are the lessons you're going to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what the experience is going to be, but until you experience it yourself, Facts. then that's the only way you truly know. So when, when young people are coming to me and they're saying, yo, you know, brother, Doc, I'm going to go here and I'm going to do that. I'm like, do that shit. Do that shit. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in the chat said, I'm 25 going on 60. That has been a problem I've had forever. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm, at the age of five, was a 35-year-old man. And he used to embarrass me so yeah. much because I would come on the block with him and he wouldn't speak to nobody. Even at an early age, he'd be like, hi, Malcolm. He'd just be like, what up? And I'd be like, yo, Malcolm, I know yeah. that lady for 20 years. Yeah. Please speak to her. I used to have to prep him before we got on the block. Yeah. Malcolm, it's going to be a whole bunch of people that say hi. He just had this serious... Malcolm X shit about him, like, you know, shit is rough out here in the world. I'm like, nigga, you seven. We just watched motherfucking Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And now you, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, but that's the burden of a lot of young people. 
But don't grow too fast because there are, you know, don't, don't, you think you want to get old and you don't appreciate every step of the way and what you have here, uh, you know what I'm saying? To, uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, station identification, sir. Yeah, yo, station. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. So, um. Let's get into some ratchetness. Okay, we're going to get into a little ratchetness real quick. So, uh. You, you know, uh, Takashi 69 we've talked about him uh, many a times on this show. Takashi 69 Right now, he's beefing with Chief Keef. Now, that's... Listen, I may not know a lot, <laughs> but I do know Chief Keef is a problem. Yeah. Okay? Them Chicago dudes don't play. And from a long time ago, when I heard his name, I was like, bruh. And then, you know, so so um he was talking, he was talking about him... And then um, he was in. He was talking about you. Know, I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Chief Keith actually went to New York. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, he came to New York yeah. like. And then and he, not even and, thick. Yeah, and then Takashi went to L.A. So and then um. When, so he's actually chasing him, is he not? I think so. Because I, I think Chief Keith now was in, in L.A. LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This listen, this 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 level of beef is getting out of hand. All right, but usually, but it's like he's trying to die, yo. Like it, it does appear to me, ladies and gentlemen, that this kid has a death wish, or he's one of them disagreeable spirits. He's one of them indigo childs who've come here to cause havoc. I told you he was the Joker, right? right. right? And the Joker kept telling Batman, "Fucking kill me already! Why won't you kill me?" And Batman was using a whole bunch of moral rules and no. I will not kill you. I will put you in prison. And all that shit. And the joke was like, I'm pure chaos. You know what I mean? I'm undefinable. I'm chaos and you're order. Right. Right? You trying to do things in order and I'm pure the chaos. Yeah. And this is what we're seeing with Takashi 6 9 Yeah. Right? He's a cancer. 6 and 9 is the cancer symbol. So he's a cancer. The question is... Is he a cancer for what? And it's kind of ill because it's like him doing this, he's kind of pulling everybody's card. Come on in here. Peace. Peace. We're getting this popping right away. We're going to do this hood booger style. You know what it is. What's up? Obar's in the building. Strap up. Put your little clip on. And uh, let's clap that up right away. Ladies and gentlemen, Obar is in the building. What's up? How you doing? How you doing? How you feel? I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we was talking about Takashi Six Nine. Are you familiar? And how Chief Keith is traveling, trying to find this dude. Does this dude have a death wish? Because he's challenging everybody. I said he's chaos. He's like the Joker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He keeps saying, "Come get me," and ain't nobody coming to get him yet. Or is it just all promotion? Well, I think it's um, it has a lot to do with with the um. The nature of hip hop right now is advertisement. And so I think it's a change, you know, like when you hear the pills talking about the changing of the guards, we're getting to a point where. Bring this light, up a little, little, little higher, right up about right there. We're lightening, lightening up the, the, um, the, the, the blueprint of the rapper. Mm. So they're feminizing it, mm-hmm. right? And then they're lightening up the skin. Mm. So they're about to take the music away from us again. Okay, okay. Right? Because this is the longest that we've, um, 
we've had a music that we've had a grip on. You know, that that you was ours. Yeah, you know, you figure jazz had, jazz is uh, popular from the late 20s into the, maybe the 50s, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in that, it changed. Mm -hmm. So you got Bebop, you got Avant, Avant Garde, right. right, big band. Um, and so at a certain point now, you can't go to a jazz club and see a bunch of black bands. You're going to see mostly white people doing right, it. Right, right. Same thing with rock and roll. Um, I mean, and even sometimes if you do see a black band, it's only white people there supporting that. Right. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even with the hip hop, you figure all of the, 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 the quote unquote legends, they got to go out of the country overseas to get that bag because they can't bag. get it here. Right. So right. you you looking at a, a change of the guards. I mean, first of all, you know, he from supposedly my neighborhood. Mm. Right. Okay. 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 So this is not the paradigm that I know. From when you say bed style, like right, there's right. a dude with colorful hair. I mean, I don't know. And I know some dudes that they, they running with him, but 20 years ago, they wasn't really the guys. Yeah. You feel me? Mm, mm. They just riding off the frequency that the neighborhood built. Got you. Got right? you. So, you know, people would be like, oh, Brooklyn all day. I'd be like, what are you talking about? There's people with cafes and <laughs> dogs and all kinds of shit. That ain't the Brooklyn that you're talking about that people with cabs wouldn't go. Right, right. Now right. all the cabs go there. Like, you, it's more traffic going from Manhattan into Brooklyn than ever. Is. Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. So, you, you figure, like, this dude, you know, like, you know, I'd be... Like, I don't like to necessarily verbalize all of my, my conspiracies. Because last time, motherfuckers was all upset. Oh, with the Tupac shit. Oh, they was like, oh, my God, <laughs> and he's a fucking punk and <laughs> sucker. And, uh, he said something about Tupac, like, just now. And I was like, oh. Slow down. Yeah. yeah, like, and, you know, I got my own conspiracy theories. I mean, you know, it even goes further, like, with the whole Tupac thing. My issue is not so much of... And it's the same paradigm. Mm, mm. A dude... Who's playing the role of a super thug, mm-hmm. right? And mm. he's he's stirring up the pot. Everybody's reacting to him, yeah, yeah. right? Because that's the that's the nature of of the Black Mirror today. Like you know, it's the trolling thing, and you got to get people stirred up, and they getting followers, and people will just follow you just to just to hate on you. Just to follow your page and be like, I hate your guts. Like, right, oh, right, yeah. That that is the era we in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so. You know, I don't pay much mind to it. It's it's a gimmick. Mm. Because if you listen to the music, the music is not that great. Facts. And I, and I ain't hating on the dude, but it's not great. He don't got no quotables. Ain't some shit that I'm in the shower trying to sing. I be right. like, I don't know what right. the fuck you talking about. He had one song that I don't even know what he was saying. No, all his songs sound like that. He has like seven songs and on the track. And they all sound like that. All He's just like yelling that. into the yeah. track. Uh, and so you got it. And so why is it that everybody is? is um, submitting and complying to him. Mm. So even like, you know, I mean, I, I understand. I don't I don't wish no other rapper to get wrapped up and do no some stupid shit to be fucked up in the game. No, don't do that, but ignore him. Got you, got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, ignore him because it's the kids' music, but it's, 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 what, it's what's called trendy, right? Mm-hmm. And so trendy is like when you see somebody like, for for an example, this 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 young woman years ago told me that she was like, Yo, "You got to dress classic as opposed to trendy." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "You see those Parasuco jeans that everybody wearing?" She was like, "In another year, they're gonna go out of style, right?" But they're dated. So when you see the jean and you try to wear it again, oh, you go ahead and 
two years ago, mm, mm, right? right? Which keeps the consumerism going. Like you got to keep buying the new shit. Absolutely. That's trends, right? Right. Whereas opposed to a, a label like Polo, it's a classic label. Like it's made for forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it has different genres, genres of, of, of clothing. It got sportswear. It got this and that, that. So what happened is urban sportswear. We had a hold on it for a moment, right? You had uh, cross colors, right? You know, and, and most people are not aware that most of these guys piggybacked off the last one. So cross colors put Carl Kanai on, mm. right? Carl Kanai comes through and he opens up the way for Inichi and Mecca and all of these and other all labels. Shit, Fubu. Yeah. Right, Fubu. Fubu. And so what happened was the, the industry, the fashion industry saw that their labels were being pushed away and they had to, to, to they had to comply. So that's when Ralph Lauren came out with Polo Sport. Right, right. RL Sport. Right. All of these subsidiary, you know, lines to compete with the FUBU and the Mecca and all of that. So then it became now we're back to the to the to the fashion houses of, of Italy. Gucci, mm. Louis, Fendi. You can't even go in that store. What are you worrying about that shit for? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Right? That's and, a good so, point. and so it's a, it's really just a commercialism thing. So hip hop we talked about that before. Puff is a, is a is a genius because he saw the direction that the music was going in. It's not going in music; it's going in advertisement. Mm. So he put it. So you gotta pay pay attention. So he starts dissolving the record label, and now he got this liquor. So now he's he's managing these groups, but they Ciroc boys. Absolutely. So now in their songs, they they're promoting commercials. Absolutely. So when whereas. Normally, you got to pay for a commercial on the radio. Mm-hmm. He got you playing the song on the radio. It's a commercial, and you're going to pay him for the spins. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So he's getting his money, and he's using the rappers to promote his liquor. So now he puts them on a tour. It's a Ciroc tour. I put a banner in the back. Right. I get a couple of uh, uh, promoters to promote some parties, and they're going to sell the liquor and yep, give yep, it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And before you know it now, Ciroc is it's a household name. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a liquor, it doesn't have that much time in the mm-hmm. liquor game. For, for it to uh, 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 expand that fast. Yeah, exactly. So now people, I don't know if y'all remember, it was a time back I said something about Jack Daniels. Yes. So now they got the Uncle Nemus. No, yes. We were talking about that. Yeah, we, we did a we, show we, we on did, that. We talked about that. Right. Yes, so yes. They're using that because the Jack Daniels label is going to have to be dissolved in a minute because the creek is drying up. Mm. They ain't telling you that. Oh. The creek that the, where, they make the, where they make the whiskey from is drying up. Ah. So if you purchase Jack Daniels now, several years from now, those It'll bottles be will be worth money because there's not going to be any more Jack Daniels. Yeah, right. They're going to put on, all that on. money. Let's clap that up. Right. Shit. That's a funk flex bomb. That's a gem. <laughs> if I had the to... funk flex bomb, I'd drop that. So we're gonna go with the clap. I'm you know about to buy a drag then. So because and so now they're steering it into the Uncle Nemus thing. So and so they're transitioning. Has, absolutely. They're smart. They smart. They transition it and then they give you the story because the lady who took it over, yo, beautiful story on how absolutely. Yo. So now they give you the backstory. So now you feel connected. Yeah. It worked. It worked. It shit worked. <laughs> it worked. And so they're going to dissolve it into from Jack Daniels into this label, and now it's going to become a household label. And when you think of whiskey, you're going to think, oh, get the uncle or whatever, Nemus or whatever yeah. it is, right? Mm. That's marketing. That's marketing. So you see these dudes, the dude Kenny Burns that's promoting it is from Puff Team. They, yes, they, yes. He comes yes, out he of is. that team. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you got to pay attention to how they selling everything, right? Yeah. 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 So it's, so you got to, uh, even in terms of, 
this guy, Takashi 69 he got the tattoos on the face and all that. So what's on television? Black Ink. Right. They promote in tattoo shops. Mm, mm. Right? This is it's an advertisement game. They understand that now. Mm. Right? So the music, the reason why we're not getting a hold of the music is because we are still looking at the old paradigm of a record label. Why do you need a record label? There's no such thing as records anymore. Right, right. What do you need Facts. a record label for and there's no more records? Right? Facts. Facts. So you're, you're looking to get signed to a label for them to do what you could do on your on own. Your own. That's why they did the net neutrality thing. They shut down the the, the, the Instagram and the Facebook because people making money on it. Too much. Too it's, much. It's like the gold rush. Right, right, right. Yes. Right? Yes. So, you know, Takashi's Decline is just another gimmick. It'll go away. Mm. I mean, cause you, can you think, can you see this 15 years from now? No, no. I haven't no. seen that. Yeah. So now we're going to ask you a question because you got here. Just a little black man tarnish. That's all right. Yeah, I had to get some time. Yeah, you already know, coming from Jersey. Yeah, and all yeah. That. Um, what do you think? Did you listen to the new Kanye project? And then we're going to get into the Pusha T shit, but, you know. Same shit. It was promotion. He did all of that TMZ shit to sell his album. He had the most streams. He got everybody in the huff. What? So now you want to know what he's talking about. And he's like, oh, yeah, I turned TMZ into a smack DVD. He sure enough did say that. <laughs> oh, he's smart. Mm. And he and he's got a label. He got good music. So it's Pusha T himself, him and Kid Cudi, him Kid Cudi, Nas, Nas, and and uh, Tiana, Tiana Taylor, Taylor yep. who he got can... her own show on VH1 right after Love and Hip Hop and all of that. Yep. So Son, he, it's marketing, he man. He smoked that. It's marketing. Yeah. Like everybody got in the huff. You can't be serious. First of all, his mother is a professor, a black studies professor. Mm. Let's be clear. He's born conscious. He's mm -hmm. been talking that shit before anybody. Mm -hmm. He got Jay-Z in them to even. When you see Jay-Z with the unplugged, with the red, black, and green on in the chair. Kanye got him in the That's shit. it. It's all, it's all, they, they, what they do is, they're doing it right now with the conscious shit. Mm. Yes, yes. They're doing it with the conscious. Oh, stay woke, woke. And they're using these buzzwords and all of that, right? To, so that they can acquire the culture. And then regulate it. And then regulate it and sell that shit back to you. So now, before you know it, niggas will be buying black soap and it'll be a white company. Right. Oh, I got to get that black soap, right? Mm. I got to get the jasmine oil. I got to get the yoni. Shit. All of that is going to be, they're going to get, get a hold of it because they see how much money shit. is. Yeah. Facts. You feel me? And so Facts. it's marketing. And so the one thing that people got to understand is the whole world is a stage in the market. Everybody's lying. Mm. Right? Mm. It's a good lie because I got the best tomatoes. It, ain't, it might not be the best, but I got to sell them. Facts. Facts. Right? Facts. So in, 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 in my culture, they talk about, they, they refer to the world as a giant market. Mm. And people are, are uh, haggling and bargaining. In the market. Absolutely. To get ahead in life. Absolutely. And so Networking. Forth. Who do you Networking. know? Networking. Who do you know? That you can plug me into that I know. Yes. Who, you got the good juju man? Let me go see him. Mm. It costs money to get the good juju man. After a while, once his name <clears throat> becomes a certain thing, then becomes exclusive. Look, I can't see you because I got to eat. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you feel me? And so, and so the whole world is a marketing plan. Mm. They're selling everything. And we are in the stage. We're in America. It's the consumer and capital of Sell, the world. Urbanx TV. You feel me? Urbanx like, NYC. Gotta sell something, man. Get these shirts. And you know who put me onto that? I'm gonna keep it humble. You know I gotta give it up to my people. A.A. Rashid. Yeah. Shout out to A.A. Rashid. Shout out to the God. A.A. Yeah. 
And A. Rashid was like, yo, you got to monetize it. You have to have product, merchandise to sell people. Because, I, you know, I don't sell nothing. You come get a reading and keep it pushing. I ain't right. saying no shit. I can right. sell you some herbs and put some shit in. Oh, I'll pray. Bag of voodoo. Bag of voodoo rocks and shit, right? You feel me? <laughs> like, these voodoo rocks, nigga, is top notch. You can get these rocks or you can get these rocks. So, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. so, you know, I got a bad temper, so I can't be selling you no bullshit. Because you run down on me, we're going to get into a squabble. Just like that. Like, Yo, you sold me some. I mean, we're going to get the squabble. Right, 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 I ain't right, going to try to haggle with you. You know what I mean? It ain't going to hurt me. Fuck out of here with that shit. So I don't do that shit. So that's why I'm doing the book thing. So everybody's asking me when the book The book is in edit right now. Oh, beautiful. See, beautiful. Again, I'm not into just selling product. What I put my name on, I believe in. Well, you know something? I feel the same way, King. And that's why we limit what it is that we do sell. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure if I sell you a book or a shirt, it's something that we really believe in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that you don't come back to me or you feel uh, we one of those hustlers. Oh, these niggas is hustling. I don't ever want to be involved. That's that's my dog, Bowser. He, he likes to be on the show from time to time. Absolutely. Got to get it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um... You know, it, it, it's the same thing. You know, I'm going to make sure there's something of quality, of value that we're selling you mm -hmm. so you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Got a release date in mind? Um, nah, not even. I, I did. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm in the wind. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm always moving. I'm in and out the country. Um, Let's talk about that, too. Uh, I know that you, uh, you're on your way back to Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's like eight or nine times already. Um, is each experience different or now time. you've just oh I'm saying I'm being comfortable right when I, you know when, when I the first time I was there I was there for 21 days that's mm. short of a month mm -hmm. so it wasn't like I was there hi hi and then I left like I really got to see people so you know you see somebody the first week they're like hi next thing like, next hi. week they're like yo what up right right, right. yeah yeah they're like oh you still here motherfucker? <laughs> right so and so that the love is genuine right so I'm good over there. Like when I, you know, it's my gamma. If I go and stay in her crib, I'll be, you know, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm, and so I'm not in a, on a resort. I'm not watching the little shows with the people like, dancing and trying to tell you the culture. Get the fuck out of there with that. Like shit. you actually on the <laughs> actually on the grill. Cause I see people go to Cuba, and I remember you were doing the interview, you were doing the interview here with my pops, and you were just talking about people like. Standing next to the vintage cars just for pictures or right. doing this just for pictures. They're right. going to go to the Cohiba factory. You know, they're going to yeah. drink a, a mojito. Okay, cool. But what else? I mean, it's not that type of place. Mm. You know, and every place is not to be exploited by capitalism. See, that's the thing that we got to understand. Every place, some places are just sacred. Right and let the people do what they do. Now they got the, they've been affected by the capital bug. They're mm -hmm. going to be selling. They sell everything. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But their way of life is different, right? It's not like DR. So you go out there and ain't girls ain't just like, oh, what, you want to buy something? Nah. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. And and I, and I be feeling some kind of way, like dudes be like, oh, I went to DR. And I'm like, yo, you just went and exploited the people. Basically, basically. You over there buying their daughters and, you know what I'm saying? You scumbag, right. what is exactly. that? Exactly, that, that's some scumbag shit. <laughs> and that's a fact, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a scumbag. I, I heard a whole bunch of dudes, yo, $5. I'm like, did he over there for $5? And I'm like... Yeah, that's some scumbag shit. Yeah, because they don't really like you. Right, right. It's like marrying a stripper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does she really like you because you got the bag? Uh, Which, right. one, is it? Which one is it? Uh, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, you know, when they go over there, people want to go over there and exploit. And, you know, our people especially, we have this thing about living lavishly. Mm -hmm. So we want to go somewhere where our money spend a little longer and we can, fl we can floss on it. Right? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? We was on the jet ski and all that shit. Shit was ten dollars. The fuck yeah. is you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I went to Mexico, right, for the first time, and I was in the bathroom taking a leak, and the guy, you know, he jiggled his ching ching like you know, hit me with change, and I didn't have no change, so I reached and I gave him five, and the way he looked at me when I gave him the five dollar bill was like, oh shit. Yeah, he about to sack up. So, the freezer gonna be. So wifey will tell you, I was diddy. I was giving niggas five dollars, nigga. You get five. But not just... <laughs> you get five. <laughs> Yo, I just started because I didn't understand the significance. Yeah, that, that's just a lot of money. That's a lot of bread. Right. You know what I mean? So I was, that was my diddy moment. I spoke to you about my crack dealer moment. That was the diddy moment. I was yeah. letting five I mean, win. And, and you know, we, it's, it's good for us to go and travel the world, but not to go and be at the pool. And with the Mai Tai, acting like we Rick Ross, MMG. Come on, man. Right, right, right. Go visit the people yeah, and absorb the man. culture. Go, go get the culture and maybe, you know, start a relationship with somebody that you you can send them money once or two, twice a month or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you send them $20. That shit, that shit's bad. Right, absolutely. You absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, we, and so, you know, Cuba is one of the places, like I said, everybody go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I be seeing them there, but I don't even interact with them. Not mm. even to put them on, because these motherfuckers be trying to act like, like you said, like they did it. Like, right. You know, you in Cuba, right? But the thing about Cuba is the money don't spend long out there. Mm. Mm. The money don't spend long. It ain't like DR. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. you take a $100 American bill and you change it into a Cuban comparable dollar, mm. and they're going to take 20%, and you're going to get $80. Ooh. Okay. 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 Let's and so when they make see you, they like you got them kooks on you, homeboy. I don't want no pesos, homie. Let me get that kook, that incomparable uh, dollar. Ah, uh, and it's, it's like I said before, it's one of the safest third world countries you ever go to. Ain't nobody gonna book you. Oh, okay, mm. okay. They might hustle you, but they ain't gonna. Just they ain't gonna pull up. out no knife and be like, "Give me your wallet" and no shit like. That. Got you, got you. you feel me? And if they do, it'll be against some pilgrims. Feel <laughs> 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 me? They they cut. I seen them cut the. The um the strap for the, the the pocketbook and take the white lady pocketbook and take yeah, off and take sandals off. Uh-huh. sandals <laughs> niggas hungry you know what I mean? yeah 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 but it's like I said the the moving around and all that I haven't been able to necessarily come with a, a actual date but the book is finished the, the the concepts is all there beautiful I'm just waiting to put it together I don't want to just put any old thing out you know what I'm saying it got my name on it so I'm you know we're gonna take our time we're gonna clap that up we'll definitely get that a read. Definitely. And when it's ready, you know, we're gonna bring the guard back up. Let him hold it up. Be like, yo, hurry up and buy. Yeah, because I ain't giving it to Amazon and none of them. Oh, okay. Okay. I ain't giving it to them. Gotcha. You gotta get it from me. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's the way Rashid does his shit. Absolutely. I, well, I follow, you know, you follow them and yeah, just burn the template. trail, you follow it. I've learned a lot, you know, about just appreciating the value of my art from Rashid. So when I had ten books left of the original hip hop decoded that I put out 15 years ago, I said, these gotta go for a hundred a stack. Absolutely. And the people, they, they left in three days. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought he was bugging. And that was... <laughs> I thought he was bugging. I was <laughs> like... Facts. He was like, I was like, $100. Facts. And he was like, Dad, a hundred. I said, yo, a hundred dollars. Straight face. I'm not gonna sell these no more. It's the last 10. And the people appreciated that and yeah. it just flew out of here. Well, you understand that every artist, when you stay an artist, right? Every artist is, is only as good as the art promoter mm-hmm. or the person who's sponsoring him. Right. 
Right. They're the one that's gonna go in these dinner parties and be like, "Yo, this shit is the best shit ever." That's why mm-hmm. art dealers are so corrupt. Yeah. That's why the whole art because they they set, they dealers, set the, they set the price. Yeah, right, right, right. So if you you so what happens is with your art, if you set it at a certain standard, and then somebody come along and be like, "You know what? I believe in that shit." That's what it becomes. That's what it becomes. Like, uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle was selling his mixtapes a hundred dollars for a hundred dollars. Jay Z bought a whole gang of them. He bought a thousand of them shits. You feel me? Just like I appreciate that work. Yeah. With a straight face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? So the 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 price, like you said, what you believe in? Because Diddy just bought a a living artist, black artist, worth for twenty one million. Who Albert? Um, which was his name? Um, I'm not sure of his name, but I know Diddy. One of them. Diddy purchased it, and it was the largest acquire of a a living living artist. Yep. Black artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like uh, what's his name? Bas- 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 yeah. and shit. So I thought that that was big. But again, like that's always fa- I always wondered about that. Like who who determines the I'm universe? A- Fuck it. Whatever no, you no, feel, it is. No, it I'm is. saying like prior to me knowing about how uh, like art dealers get down. You know what I'm saying because if you if you study that, like they really are. That's one of the most like corrupt industries. Like industries because. They get in with an artist or whatever. They go and they all kind of agree that this one is famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, we we're gonna rock and I with him. Go splash some shit, and they go, "Oh my god!" Well, that is not even just what you splash. It's the backstory behind it. Mm, mm. They selling the backstory. Yeah, yeah. Like I was in the street, and one day some dudes threw hot coffee in my face and I was inspired and then I, you know what I'm saying like <laughs> then I did shit. this yeah. shit and then I did this shit and so it's, this is about the day that the, the bum put the hot Dunkin Donuts in my face yeah, uh, it's oh just, okay it's just all I forgot his name his best son author and he was trying to like he wrote the manuscript everybody denied him right so he threw it out committed suicide no no he put it in his drawer committed suicide because nobody picked up his book his mother found it they got it published he's a bestseller it's the same book. Same fucking book. Yeah. But yeah. now nah, he's it's, dead. It's, it's a sto- exactly. It's a story, it's, it's a story behind to it. it. Yeah. Well, well, that's and that's why Jay Z can appreciate a Nipsey Hussle because here it is. He had a good body of work that they took to places and it was like, yo, this shit is garbage. Mm, right. 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 So, right. Reasonable doubt. Like, and that's my argument with people about all the, when they call about the quote unquote the greatest rappers of, the, of that era. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm not a B.I.G. fan because I'm from Brooklyn. Understand mm. that. There's a bunch of niggas from Brooklyn. I'd be like, that nigga's whack. Mm-hmm. For me, beat it. Like, I don't, don't even say Brooklyn no more. Right? Right, right. But B.I.G. is different because of all of the other rappers. So, like, when you think about um, classic albums, right? When you make a classic album, it is very hard to outdo that first classic. Absolutely. Absolutely. You spend your whole life sometimes right. trying to outdo that album. So now... I don't know if, and that's just my opinion. Life After Death, I mean, Ready to Die is a classic album. Mm-hmm. It was classic. But Life After Death is better than that shit. Mm. Life and Times of Sean Carter ain't better than, than Reasonable ain't Doubt. Ain't nothing, he, to, to me, Reasonable Doubt. I'm Blueprint? Maybe. Blueprint? Nah. Nah. That Reasonable Doubt, it has a, it's, it's nostalgic and it's, it's, it's really a, it's it's a romanticized gangster story. Yeah, and I always said <clears throat> he was telling that story from a boss perspective. Right. Yeah, Biggie was telling his shit from on the dirt. Yeah, Biggie you know was telling saying? his shit from from a from a a, a, a thug's perspective, mm-hmm. not a hustler. She's like, there's different types of dudes in the street. You got a dude that might. 
he sells some crack because somebody got it and it's, it's coming easy, right? But if, if the, the plug ain't there, he ain't going looking for it. He right. don't know how the first thing no. about it. He couldn't tell you how good the work is or nothing. So now if he lose the plug, he going back to robbing. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. That's what B.I.G. Yeah. talk about. B.I.G. comes from a robbing background, like right, right. street robbers. Jay-Z's not a robber. He's like, oh, I got a pack and, no, and some fresh sneakers. And, right? and it pops off. Right. Exactly. So now, Illmatic is a classic album. It was written as classic, but it ain't better than Illmatic. Mm, mm. Feel me? So, how many, how many second... Well, okay. So now when you look at the Fuji's, their first album is not a classic mm-hmm. album. Right, right, right. But the score yeah, is a classic yeah. album. That's a different dynamic. Right, you understand? because you grew into that. Yeah. You had to work into that. But a lot of times that first strike, and a lot of times because you've been waiting so long to drop that. You know, you get yeah. a lot of dudes. Like for me, the first Wu-Tang album, I can hear the hunger. Yeah. I can hear they they ordering pizza and they on the f- on these, sleeping on the floor. Yeah. On the floor. You, you, can, you can imagine the lint on the, on the army jacket. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> and sleeping then, on the couch and shit when, like that. When the W album came, I could tell niggas wasn't hungry no more. Not at all. Niggas had all had separate deals. Right, right. Niggas was glossy. I could hear it. In right, the you music. could tell that the, the, it was the, the songs was comprised. Like they had right. to get somebody in the yes, studio. Yeah, they might not have been in the studio with right, the other one. Right. And, and yeah, you could, yeah, the first one you could tell like they were like one was. In the booth, one right, was man, waiting. Wait, like, right, oh, I'm, he, I'm about to get him. That? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to get him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna hit him with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I was telling, um, I was telling Eli about uh, Get Rich or Die Trying because I, I listened to that again and I was like, Yo, this was Ooh. different. Yeah. Now what's crazy is his first album, Power of the Dollar, is dope. But it ain't that. But it ain't better than Rich or Die Trying. You feel me? I was like, Yo, this was just yeah. mean. You can, like you can, you, you can, can feel it. Yeah. So. And so you know that, and so when you talk about, see, because the the whole rap. Conversation is blurred. What do you? What are you? What are we categorizing? Are you categorizing club music? Because there's some songs that I don't care how ignorant they are. That shit in the club is it's a bang. That shit is life. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is life, right? They ain't saying nothing. I couldn't. I can't study to that music. I'm not riding. You know, what I'm saying a, a train ride or, or a plane listening to that shit. Right. And that's the thing. That's the thing about the music and the radio. Like when you start hearing party songs. During the daytime, that's a problem, right? Mm. And it was a time when it only played certain songs at night. Exactly, because they were more. Because you're going out, you're getting ready you're to getting go ready out. You get dressed right in right. the middle of the day. I don't want to hear no fucking you're walking trophy. You, I don't want to hear that. Right, I'm right. not in the club. I'm mm. not fitting to wind up on nobody. But in this day and time, it's all uh, all, all the time, all the time, and it's vulgar. It's very vulgar. So I'm listening to Hot 97. <clears throat> And Flex is going in about Pusha T and, and Drake. And my daughter's in the car and I'm like, I got to turn it off. Because they're talking crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On radio. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, there's a time and a place for everything. Facts. And we've gotten to a, become a decadent society mm-hmm. where everything goes. Definitely. Yes. You yes. feel me? Yes. And so it, there's no handle on anything. Like I said, <clears throat> there's no problem with the ignorant souls. Takashi Six Nine, that's fine, but the, it shouldn't be on the radio. It's a place and time for that. Like strip songs, you know, these shit's just banging a strip club. This shit is a banger, but it's a banger for the strip club. I'll give you an example, and you can, you can attest to this. When Lottie Dottie came out, it took maybe a year and a half before it ever hit the radio. Yes. Yes. Before yes. it hit the radio, before they would play it on the radio, you only could hear it at the jam. Yep. 
Or because they had curse words You have tape or something. Yeah. And it was a live performance. Exactly. When it hit the radio, it was cleaned up. I didn't even like the radio version uh, because I was so into, into the, 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 the show. The it's show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Right? Yes. And so it took a year and a half because this is when a, a record would last a year. Yes. An entire year. It don't last a day now. No, you got, you got, you got a week. <laughs> you, got, you got a fucking week. And yeah. I'm like, on to the next. Drake put out his disc record. Push and put out. And everybody's like, all right, Drake. Yeah. What, you got what three now? days. You got three days. Well, see, the thing, the thing about it is, because he was so vehement with Meek. Yeah. Let's talk right? about it. Yeah. Pull you, that up. You, you got any that? He was he was real vehement with Meek. With Meek. He came right with back to back, right? Mm-hmm. But then when Pusha T came and pulled your car, he kind of slowed up. Mm. And that beat for that that uh, was that dumpy shit. Mm. Mm. Nah, it's not. But that's why everybody thought it was something that was coming because everybody's like, "Oh, that was the charged up." But I thought, me because personally, I thought if he was to come, if he was to try to come back with a back to back, it wouldn't land it anyway. Like was with, with a party district, I don't think it would have landed. It, only if the beat would have been like, you know. I'm a I'm a Nas fan over Jay Z. I was in I could tell you the day that I heard Nas. I was in my I was in in, in uh, detention in high school in Art and Design. Me and my man mm. and my man was listening to uh, what was that? Lost Professor at Breaking Adams. Mm-hmm. And he was on headphones and he was like, I remember he stopped the tape. Like yo, son, you gotta hear this. <laughs> I'm like what? He put the headphones on my head and I heard from the very first time I heard Nas. I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. I was like, this nigga's oh, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck Think about some yeah. shit like that. Right, right. Like, what? So, from the very first time he ever picked up a pen, something was just nice. Yes. Like, he couldn't really outdo himself anymore. Right, right, like, right. You understand what I'm saying? And so, hearing that song, I was like, oh, this nigga's nice. is nice. He's one of my favorite rappers. Now, Jay-Z, because I'm from Brooklyn, I got a certain, yeah, okay. But I like Nas more than I do Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. But let's be clear. But Ether, to me, most people gravitate towards it because of the beat. Of the Ether? Absolutely. That beat is crazy. Mm. It's, it's, it's cinematic. It's cinematic. It's yeah. sinister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel me? And, and, and so, he said, fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that shit killed him. Mm-hmm. Because when niggas forgot that, he had made a response that didn't get no win. Right. I heard about over right. the Over the paid in full beat. Right. Right. Niggas is like, mm, nah, not nah, son. Mm-hmm. You can't do rock him right now. We're not gonna go with that. Right, right. So then Jay Z came out with the shit with the baby seat and all that. Niggas got personal because they felt the way. Like, yo, I got a baby mother. I don't want absolutely dropping nothing. You know what I'm serious? So absolutely. they felt the way. So right. it was a, it was a sympathetic thing. But then when he dropped Ether, the beat it cleaned Jay Z up, cleaned them up, cleaned them up. Right. And so the beat means a lot to when you got a beef. Mm. When Tupac did hit him up, he took the Get Money remix. Which beat. was heat. Right. It, it was stirring up in the club. And then he took it and was like, I, that's why I fucked you. What? what? Oh, a, my God. It was a rap. It was a rap. <laughs> you feel me? Like, what? It was a rap. And so everybody's talking about how Pusha T is talking about his kids. But they forgot that Pac set that standard. Pac's the one that was like, that's why I fucked your bitch, nigga. You yeah. sad motherfucker. And prior to that, remember, right, right, Pac set that I fucked your wife. Prior to that, you had MC Shan, Karis One Clean. They yeah, they'd be like, you sniffing coke and yeah. your sneakers is weak and you're right. a punk. Dre Day? No. He, Dre Day. They talked about um, Tim Dog's moms. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Swindell's moms and yeah. Drake moms. And, talking about and, and Luke, Frisco Uncle, Dak or something Uncle like Luke's that. moms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it started getting a little... Right. And No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but they Start, didn't go They didn't go into didn't family. The like, your mother is... That's a... That's a that's a mission. Like a everybody, snap, that's right. yeah. That's a snap. The fr- off, from school, from, from school. Right. Yeah, your mother got a big head. This yeah. and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So most women, by the time they get to be in junior high school, high school, they got a, like a, a thick skin about that. Like my right. mother, what? But my my kids or my wife or you know my illegitimate kid. Yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the porn star? Yeah, ooh, ooh. A, let her be you. your world. Yeah, let her be your world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. He oh, my God. With that. Like, yo, the dude, the, the, the Trevor uh, from the the Daily Show? Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, they got to hire this nigga to, for the campaigns. This nigga got all the dirt on him. Like, who he got working for him? Like, I want to know everything about Drake. Like, everything. <laughs> so, you know, like, the people, we have a very short attention span and memory. And memory. Yes. For real. Yeah, we talk about that all the time here. Like, Facts. We, we, when it comes to, like, um, nostalgia, we even like, um, d- like we either, uh, romanticize it or we don't really respect it. Absolutely, no, we don't really see it for what it is anymore. Well, they changed the they changed the narrative because somebody, usually who's not involved, is commenting on these things. Mm-hmm. Like the dudes that they got that are hip hop uh, writers. Yeah, yeah, I don't see the I can't see Torrey and no jam back in the eighties. Absolutely, he'll get robbed. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he got some gangster cousins and that didn't happen to him. I don't know. But he looked like the dude that'd be like, yo, son, what you got? Run your pockets. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I was telling Malcolm, if you ain't from Cedar Park, or I was telling wifey for me, because I'm from Cedar Park, mm-hmm. where Herc and him did this shit, and when them Brooklyn niggas showed up and your butthole got tight, nigga, then them niggas rolled fucking thick. And the motherfuckers from Brooklyn didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Them niggas you make you tuck your chain in your own That's borough, nigga, fact. unless you was Zulu Nation. That's a fact. So and, and so if you in a professor, I, me and wifey was talking about it. these professors now teach these college courses on hip hop and they ain't been to a jam in the park, I don't respect you. I'm yo, sorry. Yo, let me tell you. I've been I went to I started going to the clubs when I was young, like thirteen. You know, I was tall. So my cousin, I'll be in the group. You know, back in the day, they ain't looking. Right, right. Yeah, pay, yeah. The, pay the man, right? And so I went, I went to uh, Emerald City right after, right before, right after it was Parrot, uh, Red Parrot. It went okay. from Red Parrot to Emerald City. I was in those clubs. I was in the Muse. Mm. I was in Red Zone. I went to the Palladium in those years, like late 80s, early yes, 90s, because yes. I could sneak in the club with my cousin. And, mm. and they, my cousin and them had clout. One of my cousins... He famous for he used to be with the wild pitch parties back in the days with the house and all that okay, and the sound yeah, factory yes, and yes, shit like yes. that. This is and Sneakers forgot there was a moment that hip hop didn't have no place in the club. Right, right. It was disco. No, not even not disco. Even, after there was after a house that, movement. At that house oh. movement, how and even uh, uh, Jungle Brothers try to jump on that shit for a absolutely girl, like, house you, yeah. Uh, so man. when you would go to the clubs. Niggas wasn't wearing the shit they wore on the block. Niggas was putting on them Zodiac shoes and the slacks uh, with the Paisley shirt. You know what I'm saying? On Bri- that house yeah, shit. they was on some house shit because if you got to the club, they wouldn't let you in. It wasn't just you come on the line and then you pay. Niggas be like, you, 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 you. And you be standing out there all fucking night mm. if you don't know nobody. You be yeah. on some Studio yeah. 54 shit. They be like, you, 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 and you. Or some other dude to walk up with his peoples. It'd be 20 <laughs> niggas and they just let him and his man's in. You just standing there. You don't know like nobody. That's like a movie. I'm serious, yo. Yeah. Like, like, 
my first couple years of going to the club, the clubs didn't get no money at the bar. Because niggas is outside drinking 40s right. on the line. Right, right. Getting toasty. Right. right? This is the in. story. This is the history they don't talk about. Mm. Right? So niggas is outside drinking 40s. Most of the shit is popping off outside. Mm-hmm. Right? Now when you get in the club, ain't nobody at the bar. Only drug dealers is at the mm. bar. Real rap. Mm-hmm. Only drug dealers that look like Orange Juice Jones and them niggas. They got the suits on with the motherfucker. I'm them keeping yeah, them up. Yeah, exactly. Orange Juice Jones niggas, they had the ball with the fly Mick girls. Shit. Yeah, you ain't fucking with them niggas, right? And then, in the middle of the club, they start a train. <clears throat> and they just on each other's shoulders and they're going through the fucking club. And they're snatching chains mm-hmm. and earrings and beating niggas up. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. You yeah. couldn't go to the club mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't safe. So I re- yeah, yeah. And so hip hop at that time was in house parties. Right, right. Because I remember going to the tunnel and these Brooklyn niggas was so thick and they kept bumping me and bumping because there was so many. I kept acting like I ain't feel them niggas. <laughs> Boom, just, I kept looking, nigga looking at me in my face and I'm like looking at the stage <laughs> like, because Brooklyn was just, they just flexed a muscle on niggas. Real talk, they be wilding out and from the And it's enough train. for them, they were like, yo, you don't, if you ain't strong enough to keep that chain, nigga, <clears throat> hand that shit over. Hand that shit over. And don't always be violent. They talk to you like, yo, yeah. my man. How you want to do this, my nigga? Come on, son. Like, you you already know. You see all these niggas I'm with? You just be like this. <laughs> Real talk. Like, yo. And so, oh, it's a different. So yeah. now, when they talk about hip-hop in that, in that environment, right? Because the environment was like that, the music didn't want to reflect that. The music was about being on some nice shit. Mm. Niggas want to just party. When you listen to, to Self Destruction, yeah. MC Light, um, she talking about niggas keeping razors under their collar and shit like that. Like, yo, we ain't trying to do all of that because that's what niggas was doing in the clubs at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and so it was no need to perpetuate the gangsterism or the hoodlum shit because that shit was prevalent in the streets. Right. 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 Now it's not as prevalent. And there's a change that happened in the neighborhoods, especially in New York City. When you hear the nigga Raekwon say, mad police in Manhattan, that's a statement. They, before that, they didn't really, it wasn't too much crime going on amongst each other in the hood. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the robbers and all that, they go to the city and take money. Right, right, right. right. But when it got too tight and the police started tightening up and cameras started popping up, then they was like, ah, right, it's time to rob the drug dealer. Right. Right. And that's when the, the violence of, of the mid and early 90s was perpetuated where it was mostly motherfuckers trying to rob each other. Dice games mm-hmm. for chains in mm-hmm. the club, robbing, running up in spots. That was the violence of that era. Mm-hmm. You understand? So when you see these young boys now and they perpetuating it, what are y'all talking about? Right. Ain't, ain't no money out shit. there. Ain't no money out there. Y'all niggas is lying. Yeah, ain't no money out there. And the dudes y'all got with you, half of them are suckers. And they just they just down because they down with the set. But back in the days, niggas, you could be hanging out with niggas and rob you. Mm, the Supreme Team niggas? The real 50 Cent niggas? Yeah, right. He used to rob was, his own people, right? That robbing niggas he knew. Yeah, niggas just robbing yeah. niggas gangsta and rob each other. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? That's some gangster shit. And, and like I said, it wasn't like the, what today. I'm talking about, I grew up with sociopaths. Mm. So they see you today and they be like, yo. Chill, what's up, man? You my man. Yo, get, yo, chill. Leave him alone, son. That's my man. One day, be like, yo, son, I like them sneakers. You gonna come up out of those? Or I'm gonna make me cut you. <laughs> mm. Oh snap! 
He just changed them. Yeah. I thought that was my homeboy. Yeah. Nah, he ain't your homeboy. He booked you. He ain't gonna see you. You gonna wear your sneakers tomorrow. Like, what up, son? And look at you. <laughs> you feel me? That's different than a dude that's running around bullying people. Right. Bullies after a while, people get fed up and they be like, yeah, kill yeah, yeah. Like somebody, somebody put the battery in some sucker nigga yeah. back. Like, yo, you should shoot him, son. And, and that's what happened to my man. My main man, Ali, was the bully of my block. And he used to like to suck his thumb and and fucking rub your ear. That was his shit. Like, if the nigga caught me on the way to school, your wing couldn't even like, come on, I'll leave with this shit. And he would suck his thumb and, and rub your fucking ear. I don't know where he got this shit, but, but he was so fucking gangster. Everybody was scared until they gassed some nigga up. You know what I'm saying? Send him up. You feel Send him up. So this is this all of this new stuff that's going on today, because I go to put, I be like, I look at the little DVDs and they be talking about my hood is, and it be houses and it be all these fields and I'm like, why are these niggas killing each other? Like, yo, yeah, right. I started baseball team yeah. or some shit. Like, yeah, I went to school on Long Island and it was it was fascinating. Like, yo, y'all live really good out here. And you still want to be thugged yeah, out. Yeah, I'm like, y'all live real nice houses, real <laughs> good communities, man. Like, what's wrong with y'all? And they want to be gangsters, yo. And, and the, I never understood it because the the lifestyle and the the uh, the, the the contrast to authority is alluring to everybody. Mm. You feel so when me? you see that NWA story, yeah, motherfuckers shit, yeah. be like, "Yo, I wanna, I wanna fight back like that too." Right. So right. they vicariously begin oh, to live through that exactly. shit. Exactly. And then, yeah. <clears throat> One second. You are tuned into the sounds okay. of Urban X. Yeah, well, you know, we try to get it rocking up here. Try so, to get it rocking. Uh, real quick. Our urban excellence story of the week, okay, comes from Brianna Williams. Okay, right. This is this is we try to give her urban X story of the week. Okay. Her sister trying to do the right thing. So she, a uh, single mother, she graduated from Harvard Law School. After last year, during one of her final exams, she actually went into labor. Wow. wow. So she went into labor last year during her final exam. And doing her final went. exam, and now she's graduated from Harvard. Harvard Law School. Oh. Yeah, clap that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheat y'all, sister. Cheat y'all. Keep that rock. You know what I mean? So we want to always recognize. And shout out to um, people. I think that was, again, uh, at Mr. Mr. Westbrook. Mr. Westbrook. Keep oh, them yeah. stories coming. Oh, forth. your shirt is in the mail, too. Oh, your shirt is in the mail. Yeah, mm. absolutely. No, so, that's positive. Uh, we're going to go off script a little bit. Uh, let's get to some of them questions because Brother Oba is here. And, uh, you know, if you have some questions... Uh, you know, based on spirituality, shit, based on anything. Fuck, ask him how you doing this shit. <laughs> ask him if he's single. I don't give a fuck, just ask him something. And we can kind of get that popping. So hashtag those questions so I can spot them quick. If you have some. Somebody said uh, negative reversal ritual. Negative, negative reversal. reversal ritual. What, does what that are mean? they? What are they? He said needed. Needed. Please well, say. all right. So let's, let's be very clear. If you live in West Bubblefuck and you ain't in the tri-state area, I can't do nothing for you. Mm. Okay. okay. I don't do nothing over the phone. I've said this before. Right. I don't do nothing on the phone, on the Skype, and none of that. I'm not going to give you some recipe to do because you don't have the, 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 the know-how and experience to use it. Mm. You understand? Right. Um, the best way is to get at me on, on the Instagram with a plan. If you're going to come up here, you set <laughs> an appointment, you find the hotel or whatever, and you come, you get the reading, we do what, if you're going to be here for a couple of days and we could do some stuff for you, cool. But 
I ain't giving out no spells. So understand that the book that I'm writing ain't no spell book. And ain't nobody gonna get initiated in their house like some people be trying to do. <laughs> See what I mean? They be doing all that. Instant initiation shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. They've been imbued with the spirit from the book and all that shit. I'd be like, all right, my man. So, um, so basically, ask some general questions. Shit. Oh, and there's something else I want to address, too. Because I be paying attention to some of them comments. And I mean, oh, the brother is obviously anti-traditional and African. Okay, so let's answer some of those. That is not the case. Um, I am very aware. And so I'm not uh, bedazzled by Africa. You feel me? Like, I, I know these, these, these slaves. Mm. I know these slaves. I see them every year at the African Street Festival at the damn... Dance Africa, right? They come out with their kente cloths and all that for the year, right? And then during the rest of the year, they shitting on black people, whatever. Mm. And the reality <laughs> is that when it comes to my, the traditions that I practice, they were not introduced to us by Africans. Africans was giving that shit to white boys. Mm. William Bascom and them niggas was getting the E5 verses in the 1940s. Mm. Africans wasn't giving it to no black people. They didn't tell motherfucking uh, Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad and them niggas to come on and get some of that E5. You understand? Right. So, the re- and the reason why I wore the Cuba shirt is because, again, I'm not promoting Cuba as a place. I'm promoting it as an idea. Right? They took the tradition, and over time, it has uh, morphed into something that is viable for people that live in an urban environment. You understand? You want to put on funny clothes and all that, you're just going to ostracize yourself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you make it easier for them to come and get you. Because you, you, you've made yourself a target. Absolutely. You just put a star David on you like they did to the Jews in, right. in Germany. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, what happens is that you are, this tradition is secret because the, 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 uh, the tenets and the philosophies are very ancient and are very important to be held and kept. You understand? And mm-hmm. so... You know, the people would be like, oh, well, he anti. I'm not, but I know Africans are selling shit. Half these dudes, if you ask them when they got initiated, they weren't initiated when they was children. They weren't. The other part is, if you want to take that, uh, that, that, that tradition or that road, then help those people over there. Help them convert the Africans back to the tradition because there's more Christians in Nigeria than there's any place else Which in the world. Which is, I always thought that was wild. Mm, mm. Feel and- me? So convert Nigeria first. Don't convert over here. Right. Yeah, I was always confused by that. Yeah, yeah. Like, because Africans, I was was looking at somebody wrote um, some type of, uh, uh, some article, it was on Facebook, and it was talking about somebody's experience, and they were saying that their experience is that white Americans, or white people in general, Mm -hmm. have a greater affinity for Africans than they do for African Americans because they are void of the guilt. Ah, got you. And so Africans, because their oppression did not come by white faces directly, it comes, the white people in the background, and they done co-opted the chief or the king, and now he's oppressing the people, so their look at it is, oh, black people are wicked, and the white people are living well. Mm, mm, But they don't know the white boy is the one that pushed the button, and that's the the issue with colonization as as opposed to racism. Mm. Right? And so... The only people in Africa who can really, truly um, relate to our circumstances is South Africa. 
Because of apartheid. Absolutely, because they know what yeah. racism is. Yeah. Right? They know that they couldn't get a job because it was given to a white person. Right. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Other parts of Africa, that's not so apparent because the white people own the company that's mining the pace or and they put logging the, chief, the like area. You said, put the chief out in front. Yeah, he going he living with the gold forces riding around with the with the with the Mercedes Benz and the flags of his country and all that, and they starving and they see him as the oppressor. Right. So Africans were not so um willing to give this tradition to us. They're not even willing to maintain it. They figured it out. Like I got a person on my gram that was I was reading some uh, there's a uh, the young woman Amara Lenegra. Mm. And she was in some traditional clothing for a, for a Cuban dance group that she was in. Yes. And people were commenting, and there was a, a woman from Nigeria said, "Look at that, the people in America in Miami, practicing my tradition more than the people and purer than the people in my own country. Mm. Mm. We need to bring you over there to show them." Absolutely. Right? Now. That's not to say that there aren't pockets in, in Yoruba land that still maintain a certain tradition and all that, but they've been compromised because they want money. And so the Ifa situation, Ifa is not the tradition. Ifa is a compartment of the tradition. Okay, okay. Okay, it is a compartment. It is not, it does not have the antiquity above the tradition. It is a part, a byproduct of the tradition. Right. Okay. So now it's become the religion, Ifa's, Ifism, they call it. Right? They write books about this shit. Because they write books, they make money. So what happens is they can bring foreigners in and foreigners get initiated and they're going to buy goats and everybody's going to eat and they're going to get some money. Mm. The traditionalist people, they don't really leave the shrines because they're very archaic in their tradition. In their, in their ways and traditions, right. absolutely. So they don't write no books and so they don't have no money. They don't have no trips to Nigeria where you can get initiated for a week and go home. And go home and shit. Right? So what happens is everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go to Nigeria because that's the pure stuff and all that. Okay, like I said, help them convert that country, right? Next question. Somebody, somebody asked, uh, <clears throat> what herbs help your spirituality? Well, it depends on what it is you're trying to do. We, um, Jose Martinez. We have, um, we have a, a, a codified as maybe like 101 herbs that are used regularly that they have identified and each herb has a, a malevolent malevolent and uh, benevolent property to it mm -hmm. it has a medicinal property it has a poisoning property um and it has a what, what they call a treaty which describes what the plant is used for and and some sort of uh mythology to it and why it's used right so it depends on what the spiritual issue is. Then now there's herbs that you can find in the supermarket. Basil is a really good herb. Mm. Basil, it, it cleans away because it has a very pungent smell, right? Pine is an herb, needless to say, like if you're having a, a bad spiritual attack or you feel like your house is haunted, pine saw will... I was going to say, my mother used pine saw. Yeah, that's an old... That's something, yeah, that's an old... Well, because it... All right, so pine, the tree, the pine tree... Right, mm -hmm. the evergreen, it defies death because it survives the winter. It mm. stays green, mm. right? And so it has this pungent smell to it, which um, is the, the spirits. It kind of like dissipates them, okay? And it's it's very pungent to them, so they don't they don't appreciate it. So you have pine. We have a a, a leaf that, or not a leaf, it's a, a tree that they call. You can find it in the um. Flower shops, it's called 
rhododendron. I know how you feel about like um, when people write about this stuff because you said in previous interviews that a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. But do you have uh, books that you recommend for oh, people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the greatest, uh, the greatest, I would say, uh, academic of this tradition is a white man. Mm. <laughs> it's a white man. Robert Ferris Thompson. Robert Ferris Thompson is the reason why uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat is so sought after. Mm. Um, Robert Ferris Thompson, in his book, Flash of the Spirits, he mentions a lot of Basquiat. Flash of the Spirits? Flash of the Spirit. Flash it's a small, of the Spirit. It's a small paperback book. They use it for, in college for in um, black studies. A lot of people, if they're taking a black studies um, course, especially like in Megan Everson's places like that, they, they should be familiar with the book. So it's written by Robert Ferris Thompson. He wrote a several books his own. Uh, Flash of the Spirits, Faces of the Gods, um, The Four Moments of the Sun. These are all books that talk about the aesthetics of Congo culture and Orisha traditions. Mm. Now, this white man is initiated in everything. Everything that he speaks about, he's been initiated in. Mm. He speaks the language. Mm. He speaks Yoruba proper. He speaks Lukumi. He speaks Bikongo from... The, 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 the continent, and he speaks the Palo Mayombe Congo that they speak in Cuba. Mm. He speaks Creole. He speaks French. He speaks Portuguese. Mm. <laughs> you understand? So people be like, oh, this white man. No, he did the work. He actually got initiated, and he has a an affinity for this culture. Mm. So it is in his it is in his um in his heart to try to spread it to us. He talks a lot about Afro Caribbean and diasporic traditions mainly. Okay. Because he was amazed of how much they retain aesthetically. And so in, in the aesthetics, a lot of symbolism and values are placed in the aesthetics. Okay. Okay? So that before the written word, there are symbols. Right? So when you talk about sigilism and all of that, <clears throat> Africans mastered that way a long time ago. What it is is people are not uh, familiar with the language of the aesthetics. Mm. So they don't know what the symbols are. So when you want to talk about symbols and aesthetics and things like that, Robert Farris Thompson is the is the master. Okay? okay. Um after him there's you got John Mason. He writes books about the tradition from the diasporic um perspective. Um he as well is an initiate. John Mason? John Mason. J A J O H N M A S O N. John Mason. He's wrote several books. Um for New World uh, Yoruba rituals. Uh, wow, he's got wrote a book called "The Lokum Owner of the Sea." I mean, he's got a long list of I books. I got a question, brother Oba. What can you do if you live if you if you live with your girl? If you live with your girl, and you're not. You meant to say not, but you're not sexually attracted to her anymore. Reginald Williams. You shouldn't have said the name yet. Oh, well. I don't know, yeah. Well, it's in the chat. True. If you're in the chat, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a that's a, a matter of um of circumstance. Okay. What is the what is the nature of the relationship? Is the relationship a nagging relationship? Mm. Are you not getting along? Um or it could be other factors. Are you on 
Instagram looking at the Instagram hotties all day. I mean, that shit will, it should fuck your mind up. Like, you'd be like, wow, look. Because I'd be like, where are these girls? I never see them in the street. Ever. I never see them in the street. And I'm like, where? And I would tell them, Malcolm, I didn't understand the language. Like, when the sister's saying, you could book me, I didn't know that mean I could buy some box. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. book them. Is this bitch a juggler? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They sell, they, sell, they sell them the box on the, on, you on know, the so box. You know, so he put yeah. me up onto the language yeah, yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so, or could he have... Could he be saying like there's a, a spiritual connection, or can there be a spiritual connection without bumping? Well, you know what's interesting? I just came from a, a wedding this weekend. My brother got married, right? And um, his one of his best friends is, is a, a, a white Italian guy, right? Like he's like a cousin to me. He grew up with us in the projects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His mother used to be in my aunt house all the time, so I you know I grew up with him, and. Um, he said something real interesting. He was like, you know, if you're getting married, the first question you got to ask yourself is, is the woman that you're marrying, will she be a good ex-wife? Mm. Wow. Will she be a good ex-wife? Because if she's a good ex-wife, she'll be a hell of a wife. Mm. Right? Because relationships have the ability to burn out. Facts. You feel me? And it is really predicated on the friendship of when the person, if you can, if your partner and you, if you can tell your partner like, yo, I love you, but I'm not attracted to you no more. And can we still maintain the relationship? Absolutely. Especially if you have children. That sounds rough. Well, that's in, in, the, in the concept of thinking of a relationship as trying? a possessive concept. Right, right. And you being young. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? So there's a process in which you have to go through some shit before you can, you know what I'm saying, even fathom that yeah. shit. Yo, I mean, <laughs> real talk, old married couples be having the most interesting sex lives. Mm, mm. They be in swingers clubs. They be having, they, the wife be sleeping with the, the other, the neighbor's husband because they cool and she's attracted to him. And he, like, you don't know what be going on. They, these people, they be having dinner parties. They waiting for you to get the hell up out of there for them to get it popping. Mm, mm. Right, because at a certain point, again, love ain't got nothing to do with sex. Mm. Love ain't got nothing to do with sex. Love is a concept that, you know, you look at the light bulb, and the light bulb got the two prongs, right? And each prong is omitting the same amount of energy. And when they, when both of those energies come to a place, that illuminates that thing in the center. <coughs> That's love. So you can't really be in love with the other person that's not reciprocating it to you. You're really infatuated with them. Right. Or obsessed with them. Right. Right? So now love. I got homeboys that, God forbid, knock on wood, that if something happened to them where they became incapacitated and there was nobody else to take care of them. And my homeboys blowing through a fucking straw and blinking. Would I wipe his ass? Sure, because I love him. Mm. Do I want to fuck him? No. Right. <laughs> right. Right? right. And so you love people and the love for you allows you to put up with certain quirks about them. But at a certain point, even your parents, you'd be like, all right, enough is enough. I can't fuck with you no more. It don't mean I don't love you, but I just can't fuck with you no more. So now imagine that in the the context of a relationship, whereas we got children, we got businesses together, but I'm not really checking for you like that. Mm. But I love you and I don't want nothing else, nothing bad to happen to you. So much so that I love you so much that I would I really consider your happiness, right? And so 
Because sometimes people be in denial. Like, you know, you didn't slept with your wife in six months or two years. There's no connection there. Y'all just roommates. Right. right. And you just holding on to an idea because the idea is that you've been given this paradigm that two people get together, they get married, they have kids, they stay together, and they then die together. Mm. Right? But sometimes people be like, yo, I, I had an epiphany. There's some shit that I want to do that you're not about. And so I need to go do that before I die. Like if they ask me to speak at my ex-wife's funeral and the first thing I'm going to say is, ain't God good? <laughs> God is good, ain't he? God is real good. <laughs> but again, that whole concept, if the person, if she would be a great ex-wife or he would be a great ex-husband, then it would be a great husband. That's deep. I've never, I've never, That's I've never heard profound. it. Oh my! I had to sit down. We was in the hotel room <laughs> getting ready for the groom shit. He said that shit. I sat down. I was like, "That's some wild shit." Mm. Yeah. Mm. You mm. feel me? Because in the separation, can we still be amicable? Right. Facts. Yeah. I don't. Or it's gonna be a war. Right. Because even so, like, let's say we separated. We married. We went to course. We separated. She might have a boyfriend or whoever. My mother just died. I'm hurting. Does she come over and console me? You understand? Right. Right? She's going to come over and console me because she know the relationship that I had with my mother. She had the same relationship with my mother or even greater right. or whatever. Mm. So as my friend, are you going to come over and console right. me? Got you. You understand what I'm saying? Or, or you're having an issue. Yo, my rent or my mortgage is about to be. All right, we got a couple extra something. Here, take that. That's what they think. When they talk about it, it takes a village to raise children and all that. That's a communal concept. It is. It is. You feel me? And yeah. I notice more older couples have something similar with that. Like they yeah. still can hang out. This is my new. Hey man, how you doing? Them old. This new generation. Because you know, you know. a lot of people they have kids with, with people they don't know. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, you know, it's ill because I, I was um, I, I talked to him about it all the time. Like I'm I'm going to school with people like girls and guys that have. They be in relationships the whole four years in college with one person, right? Mm-hmm. They break up, and then within like the, a year, they're pregnant with somebody else's baby, or they having a baby with somebody else, and then that relationship doesn't work because you you don't really know them. Like that relationship that you have with that um pro- produce that baby is usually like to get back at the like yeah, the, the, or to, to show like you know I did move on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. Well, but the other thing is people um. You know, they're not real with it. Like, you know, keep it a buck. Like, we hanging out. Look, you know, we got to play safe because I don't know you like that. I don't know your middle name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you graduated from junior high school and they just passed you on and shit. Like, I don't know this shit. You feel me? That shit, all that shit matters to your kids. Yes, yes. Culturally, like, do you know the other people? Are you comfortable with their family? Right. Like, even if y'all separated, would you be able to go and pick your son up from, for Christmas while they having Christmas dinner and not get into it with these right. people? Mm. Right. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? All of that's, I mean, and again, we at this wedding and my cousin's getting married to his wife. She has a son. Her son's father is there. I know him because he came and got a reading from me. Mm. So again, her love for him, because that's her son's father. Absolutely. It's like, yo, you having a problem? I know my husband's cousin, he do something. Go see him. Right. Right. So he in the in the he's in the wedding, sitting next to him. Literally, we in the groom's um, quarters, and my cousin's sitting on one end of the couch. His stepson is here, and the father's right here. Mm. And my cousin is playing with his son, and he's not. Right. He's right. enjoying the place like yo, this is dope. 
because he knew that the, the relationship between he and his baby mother has run its course. They got a beautiful son out of it. Right. Mm. God bless. Now it's time to move on. Now in moving on, do I have an opinion about who you is, who you with? Absolutely. Like, yo, really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, son is a little bit of a scumbag. Mm. I don't have him around my daughter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to do your thing with him, drop her off over here. Y'all can... Right. Y'all can walk out. So you could go... So you could get to know him, and then you can see the scumbag that I see, and then you can get him up out of here. Mm. You understand? But people are stuck on possessiveness. Mm. I own you. Mm. Where you going? And I, I, I went through that too with myself. I was married. My wife, she wasn't, you know, it got to a point she was like, yo, I want to do something different. At first, it was emotionally devastating. But it wasn't emotionally devastating because I was leaving it. It was all devastating because of all of the other factors that was going on in my life. You understand? So I was like, uh, so now you just pulled the covers off of me real quick. Right, right, <laughs> You right, feel me? Right. Oh, shit, I'm a little cold now. Right. But it ain't your fault. You got to go, you need the covers and you're going in to sleep in the living room. Okay, then you took the covers. I got to figure something else out. Mm. You know what I mean? And so me and her still, we still real amicable. That's the homie. Like, we cool because I'm not tripping on her change in emotions. Mm. People change, man. Yeah, and that's why I always say those young relationships in particular, you know, you got to put some time in and then your relationship goes through different phases. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? What was important then is no longer important. Well, I mean, so a good a good back scratch and a fucking sandwich <laughs> with me and my wife is some real shit right now. Yeah, but you know what you, I'm saying? You gotta know what it is that you like. If you're the type of person that hit the ground running and you hit parties and clubbing and all that, then that's your lifestyle. You need a girl that's gonna be indicative to that. Facts. If you like cuddling and watching Netflix and watching and doing that kind of shit and your girl gonna you know what I'm saying? Pick the lint out your belly button. <laughs> then you find somebody that does that. You feel me? But yeah. again, we, we so caught up in what they advertised us. We so caught up in a fat butt, some big titties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She got the, 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 the Indian hair and all of that. She's popping. She got 11 million fucking followers on Instagram. Really? Once all that shit yeah. clears, all that dust clears. Yeah, Next yeah, question yeah. out there, Eli. What we got? My name is Malcolm. Oh, yeah, uh. Elon, Malcolm, no, Marcus, no. all the same shit. <laughs> Have you communicated? My mother used to call me Carl, Chris, Charles, Dwayne. <laughs> Motherfucker, you know who I was talking to. Get your ass in there. Right? So, so I somebody says, says uh, Have you communicated with any other deities outside of Yoruba? Outside of Yoruba. <clears throat> um, when I was in Cuba, I went to these, these um, old Catholic churches. And they got these saints. And... Them shits be talking. Mm. Mm. Um, they they attribute it to the saints. The saints are not the cover for the Arishas. It's almost like an avatar in a different reality or a different paradigm. So, an old timer told me this one day. He was like, um, he was born Gilberto Martinez. That was how he was born, right? Mm-hmm. 1944. I mean, no, he wasn't born in 1944. He was born way before that. But he was born Gilberto Martinez. In his neighborhood, they call him Nene, right? Then he got initiated, and his ultra name was Baba Elefunke, right? And then they started calling him Baba Funke. And then he started making, initiating a whole lot of people, and he had a whole lot of godchildren, and they had godchildren, and he became Abuelo, right? And then he left Cuba and he came to the United States, and that's what he was known as Abuelo, right? 
But when he dies, he's still Gilberto Martinez. Mm. Right? Right. People know you from different periods and different progressions and different consciousnesses that you've gained. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So if it's St. Lazarus, if that is the way that the Catholic Church sees him and that is the paradigm in the story in which he is, is introduced to them, it's still Baba Luaye, but it's just Baba Luaye over there hanging out with the white people. And the white people like, and understand, no matter what, what color the God is, after a certain time, they're going to change the God to the color of the people that's worshiping it. Right. Facts, right. facts, mm-hmm. facts. And that's nothing wrong with that because you have to have a personalization, a connection with that which would you would you worship. Right. So in Cuba, it's not hard for them to worship the black Madonna because some of these white boys got black grandmothers. Mm-hmm. They can relate to it. So, yeah, so I go in these churches and they got these fucking statues and them shits is like, they be talking. Like, you get emotional in front of that shit. Like, oh, shit. I went to one of them. I saw, I saw my, the, the saint that my grandmother was confirmed to when she was a little girl. I saw they had a, a big thing for that saint in this church of Caridad in, in Cuba. And I got emotional. Like, oh, shit, I don't, I don't see that saint often. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it was a sign that my grandmother was, was on his journey with me. Got gotcha. Right? So, you know, and, but I don't, I don't indulge in other things because I'm content where I am. See, a lot of people be grabbing from this and that because they don't like what they get. So they're going to try to take it apart. Mm. That's what's, why I'm very vigilant about the tradition and how, you know, it's, it's one way, right. right? Because people want to take it. So they go, oh, well, I don't believe in animal sacrifice. So we're just going to give fruit and vegetables. But nope. that's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. Right. right? You want to take what you want from it and, and apply the things that you are comfortable with. Right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing with the sexuality and women becoming certain priests. And they, they miss the understanding. So like... Originally, there were no female ephah priests it, because the system is is um, supported by the concept of worshiping a woman, and women don't need to worship women mm. because you don't worship yourself. Right, mm. that's in vain. Mm. Right, but because of political pressure in the new world and feminism, when with the white woman was like, "Well, why can't I be one?" A babalow, and so they conform. Mm. Okay, we're going to come up with this little system for you and give you this thing right here, right? And so um, people like to take shit apart and, and, and use it the way they want to. So I, don't, I, did not in, I didn't indulge in Hinduism. I didn't indulge in Islam. I didn't indulge myself in these other things because I'm content in studying what I have because it's a lot with just that. Okay, Queen Pisces, Pisces caller said... Uh... Would you ever consider dating someone not of your same faith or beliefs? That's a good one. No. No. Okay. No, because if the if a child is is the byproduct of the union, why would I put my children in, the, in a space where they have to now be tugged in a different direction in terms of culture? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so my culture is real important for, to me. So if you don't understand it. They know because we don't believe in the same values. Mm. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. We don't got the same values. We don't have the same wants and, and, and needs. So, okay, you nice, you look good, but that's as far as it'll go. Have you ever worked with Brother Panic? Not at all. 
question. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm okay. going to tell you why, because, you know, he be talking greasy about me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I be out of the loop on half this. Let's all, let's. Because he's under the assumption that initiation is not necessary. All right? And I don't see how you can be, like, you could tell me you read a book on dentistry. Mm. That don't mean I'm going to let you fucking take my fucking wisdom teeth out. Mm. <laughs> You can read all of it, but what experience do you have? What mentor do you have that when you're in there taking the molar out and there's a problem, that the person will be like, oh, 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 okay, that's not in the book. I do that. Mm. Right? right? The book is pragmatic. Right? But life isn't. If life bends and changes, things happen. You know what I mean? The scalpel might be too sharp and it cut too far in the gum and now the gum is bleeding. How do you stop it? The book didn't say that. So you want to take a book and you want it to exploit my tradition because so, you you take those symbols and you put them on your t-shirts and you sell them but you don't involve yourself in none of that you don't go to cuba and you ain't working with those people so how do you now ex receive monetary value from something that you did not pledge allegiance to mm. Mm. i don't sell no shirts with the crescent moon because i didn't take shahada i didn't go to the mosque number seven so I don't sell their products. I don't sell bean pies. I don't sell anything that has to do with that tradition because I'm not exploiting it. But when you start making t-shirts and you got the t-shirts with the, the femurs on it, and then you can't even pronounce the words. Mm. You sound ignorant. You're ignoring the fact that there are people who do know and you're not humble enough to put to do, walk up the steps of Shaolin with the buckets of water. You know what I mean? DMX said, learn how to put the weed in the bag first, then get money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so everybody want to be an instant master. Oh, I read the book and now, you know, I'm doing tarot readings and all that. Okay. So what's going to happen when you gave the person the wrong reading and they on the phone ready to kill themselves? Are you going to take responsibility for that? Mm. Right? Because you have not been qualified. You haven't been tested. Right? So just recently, not this weekend, the weekend that just passed, before, after this one, I mean, before this one, I was officiating a ceremony. My godfather gave me the, said, okay, this next ceremony, we're not hiring the Oriente. You gonna do it. I was qualified by my elders. These are the people that, that taught me <clears throat> and watched me to see how I ingested it, this information and comprehended it and then applied it. If you read a book and you just talking that, you are uneducated. You are unexperienced. And you are a charlatan because you did not pledge allegiance to these things. And so how do you now uh, reap re monetary value from them when you don't believe in them? You don't have any, you have no connection to it. Right. So he, he's a thorn in my side in terms of it's contrary to the things that I'm trying to educate people on because he's going to tell you that you could read the book and you don't need that because the gods are this, that, and the third. But when you haven't met any of them. When you was having a ceremony, yeah, you had some girlfriend that you talk about that was doing it. But I can tell you right now, those people don't know what they're talking about because I was born in the tradition and I have experience and I know history. So I know who knows what. Mm. Right? So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a thorn in the side of, of intelligent people. So last one, uh, Jose Martinez asked about dream working. Okay. What is it in what context? I mean, I know that you can't, but... Dream working. Um, these are gifts that you have to um, cultivate yourself. These are personal things 
that you may necessarily get conversation from people. Like clairvoyance, audiovoyance, you cannot be taught that. Mm. It is a gift that's given to you. Now, your gift, you must take that gift and cultivate it. You have to go through the trial and error so that you can fine-tune that gift and, and use it to your benefit. Mm. See, there's people that have intuition, but intuition is hard to deal with because you don't know how to decipher it. Oh. I got a feeling, but I don't know what it is. Mm. Do, don't go outside. Why? Well, I don't know. Well, what's going to happen? I don't know. Mm. Right? So only through trial and error, you go out the door and something happens. You, I'm like, see, I felt something. So now I take that feeling and the next time I feel it and then something else happens in the same nature, I got an idea. Oh, because when I feel that, that means yeah, I can associate it there's with some that. violence or some tragedy around, right? Or if I feel this, you're going to get a bad phone call. That's from trial and error. And that's not anything that you could, because everybody, when you talk about feelings, everybody's feelings are subject to their prerogative and their, and their Experience. experiences, mm-hmm. right? And so you can't, your feelings are all a, 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 a gumbo of ingredients, of conversations and things that you've seen and things that have happened to you, right? So how you feel, I can't tell you how it's supposed to feel. Right. It can feel cold to you and for me it's hot. How do I how do I articulate that or how do I transfer that to you? So there are certain what they call fundamentals, certain things that these are exercises that will help you do things, but certain things like dreams and things of that nature, you would have to really do the research. And again, it's a trial and error thing. Mm. You know what I mean? All right, one more. <clears throat> what is the meaning behind colors? Yellow, black, and green. Yellow, black, and green? Yellow, black, and green. I don't know where these questions is coming from. Like, oh, this is this is the chat. Is the yeah, chat. I know, but I'm saying like like they're just throwing like a, a yeah, they're just throwing yeah. off the backboard, you know. And they, in what context? Yellow, yeah, black, and green. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just randomly picking them. I mean, it could be Jamaica. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> is now this is just a general question? Is the Bible a white man's book? Or is every book everything is everything, and there is aspects of you know well isn't the oldest bible ethiopian yeah but that's not even the issue the issue is that the the verses there are people that know how to work the bible right right that's why you join eastern stars and masons the things of that nature because they understand how to um impart those uh psalms Mm. right i saw uh uh johnny cochran in the oj trial rocking some psalms on his ass after he hit him with the, if it don't fit, it must have quit hip-hop shit, he went to some psalms on their ass, and I was like, yo, he working. Yeah, man, because those, <laughs> these are, um, they're supposed to be, these are formulas. Like when you, Rashid talks about that with Kabbalah, a lot of these these concepts are antiquated um, formulas, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they lose their efficacy when they get translated into other languages and, and whatnot, and you don't really get the whole gist of what it is that they're implying. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, you got, you're talking to me, I ain't really with the fucking white man bullshit. Like, I don't really care about that shit. Like, I'm over that. Mm. Like, I'm talking about, you know, if you want to talk about progressive black movement, let's talk about economics. Economics in terms of core... Um, Cooperative. Cooperatives and congregation. Mm-hmm. Like we, I talked about the last time, like nigga town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, 
There's a Chinatown in every city that you go to, so they co they, they they congregate amongst each other, right? Mm -hmm. And they and they market it and they champion that shit so that if you want Chinese food, you gotta go to Chinatown to get it. Mm -hmm. And you want Chinese articles, you go to Chinatown to get it. And so they have a, a hold on their culture. Right. Right? So I'm into that. I ain't with the whole white man shit. Let's be like, nah, son. We all, like, unless you want to talk that white man shit, go stop one of them crackers that's shooting these black people and stop using your phone. Go get a bat when you see the niggas tasing the niggas. You understand? Like, if that's what you into, I ain't inciting nothing. Right. But don't talk to me about no white man shit, no RBG shit, my nigga. If you ain't got no guns and you ain't ready, willing to die for that shit. Mm. Mm. Agreed. You feel me? Agreed. I've been preaching that shit up here forever, but that's the point. Brother Oba, is mental illness a byproduct of spiritual imbalance? I think Absolutely. That's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good question. Absolutely. Um, what happens is people become crazy because they see things that other people can't see and they become dismissed, right? Because everybody wants to feel special, right? So a lot of people come to me and they want to get read and they want to hear that they're the golden child that God been waiting for them <laughs> to get this information and they're going to change the world. Like, everybody feel that they Neo in the Matrix. Mm, right, 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 right. You understand? And, you know, in terms of, of, of people um, trying to put the spirituality thing into a, a, an understanding, right? You have to really, you have to really immerse yourself in self-inventory. Okay. You understand? You you have to be able, like, I could give you a reading and you sit there and I tell you some shit, but if you ain't really ready to address those pathologies about yourself, then, right? right? So what happens is people, will, they see things and they be like, yo, I see this. And other people cannot relate. It don't resonate with them. What? Or, you know, especially when the person is talking and that shit is prophetic mm -hmm. and they into your business, motherfuckers will clam up on you real quick. Nah, nah. So they'll have, you tell them, oh, you cheating on your wife, and they'll be like, nah. And so what that does is that breaks the confidence in the person. So eventually the person will becomes more comfortable talking to these spirits than they do to the regular people. Mm -hmm. They become ostracized. And you can't, you can't maintain a relationship with dead folks that strong because in order to rock with them, you gotta be dead. Full, full facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. So right. what happens is mental illness, people break down and they're like, you know, they become ostracized and they feel like, you know what, I can't deal with everybody else because everybody else don't understand what I'm going through. Right. Mm. And so this is where the vices come in to numb themselves so that they can try to build a wall so that they don't have to see or hear this. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like the medication and like you know, like fire starters. You know? Give her the medication and so she can't start no fires. So I'm going to drink this, this, this alcohol because I get drunk and I can't really see them. They, they're not as clear. So now when I'm not drunk, they show up magnified. Double, double. So exactly. now I got to drink some more. Right. So Kanye, this whole thing about him being bipolar, I always thought uh, Kanye walked between worlds, so to speak, from a creative perspective. Mm -hmm. And now they're ostracizing him. You know what I'm saying? Because he can, uh, you know, his music is manifesting things that other people ain't really up on. You know what I mean? And he, um, he, it's a term that they use to express what he can, he can see sound. Mm -hmm. Some kind of, you know, it's a te technical term where he can, 
just yeah. by the objects that he sees around the room. Mm -hmm. And that's his gift. In his album, he just said, my, 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 my disability is a superpower, nigga. Ah! You know what I'm saying? He's trying to say, uh, don't ostracize me. I'm trying to deliver something to y'all that's a little bit more maybe out of this realm and y'all are fucking with me. Well, the other thing you got to address is that we live in a society of people that right now are addicted to amphetamines. Mm. That too. So, you know, they're talking about all of this opioid shit, but they ain't talking about the amphetamines. So, like, you wonder how these kids could consume ecstasy on such a large level as they do. It's because they've been taking Ritalin and Adderall all their life, and that shit is an amphetamine. Got you. Got you. Right? And so they already buzzed. Right. Right. Naturally buzzed. And so you got a shit. whole society, like, they got a documentary that talk about that with motherfuckers on college campuses. That's what they're using. They're calling that the, the super drug. Mm -hmm. Texting each other, yeah, you got some Addy, you got some Ritalin, Right? And motherfuckers is popping the Ritalin and they can focus and, and cram for a test. Mm. And so now they taking that shit from college and they taking that with them to the business world where they can produce more because they on this drug that got them super concentrated. Mm. It's an amphetamine. It's the same as ecstasy and Maui. Mm. Facts. Right? And so how many, there's a whole generation of children that was given that shit. An entire generation. Whole generation. A lot of black kids, too, to shut right. them down and keep them quiet. Yeah. Right. So now they're... And so this is why their um, attention span is as short as it is. They ain't got time for that. Because their mind is racing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. On to the next one. If that problem is solved, oh, well, we'll leave it back. And we're going to the next one. And so the society is changing. And he's... He's... Um, as an artist, he's speaking on the society. Mm. Right? And, you know, so look at the two dudes. Like, like, so you look at Chris Brown and you look at Kanye West. They're both visual artists, first off, before they get to rapping and doing all that. Chris Brown is amazing with the anime and shit. The yes, yes, nice. yes, yes. Right? And so his music is so is creative because he's visual. Right? Kanye the same way. So these are dudes that are... They are ushering in a, a very artistic uh, Aquarian age. Mm. It's very deep, very yeah. ethereal. You know what I'm saying? Very philosophical and all that. And so it's, it's the beginnings. And so he's really making his mark as an artist to stand the test of time. He's, and he has figured out how to manipulate pop culture. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. No See, he figured yet. out the troll shit when he jumped on the stage with, with, with uh, what's the with the King Taylor Swift, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. Facts. right? He was like, "Oh, this is what y'all gonna do? Oh, okay, I got a trick for you now. So now every time he wants to, he got a jack in the box for you. He'd be like, "I'm gonna wind it up, and I'm gonna pop out, and y'all gonna go run to the streams, buy it up, yep. go buy my sneakers." Cause he's number one, the album's number one. Yeah, or, yeah, like yeah. on iTunes, I believe. Last question. Sean Collins says, can you talk about the science of self and how you should apply it to your everyday life? I feel like this is stuff we we talk about on here. We talk about it, yeah. but our guests. No, I'm just, I'm just know, yeah. Science okay. of self, how to apply it to your everyday life, you know. Well, I just was talking about self-inventory. Self-inventory, right. Um, You have to be able to accept your, your quirks. And when you accept your quirks, and then you have to dig deep and figure out what is it that triggered those quirks. 
right? And so you have to go back into the recesses of your past and, and, and evaluate how certain things affect you, mm. right? And, you know, sounds, smells, you know, people, and so, okay, for instance, I think I spoke about the, the cigarette thing. I smoke cigarettes, right? I, I don't notice the smell of it. But unconsciously, the smell is comforting to me because both my parents smoke. Mm, mm. So when that shit is in their clothes and I hug them or I kiss them, that smell is 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 nurturing and 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 I know the feeling. Absolutely. Comforting to yep. me, yep. right? So that if you don't smell like cigarettes, I'm probably subconsciously a little bit suspicious of you. Mm, mm. Right, so I had to realize. So I'm like, I smoke these cigarettes. Yeah, this is a spiritual thing imparted to it. But what is it that make? What is it that I like about it? Right, and so I had to dig into the research and come to an acceptance of why do I like this shit? Oh, my parents smoke. Now right. it's not an excuse. Yeah. It's oh, okay. So now I try to make a a conscious effort not to smoke as much, so I can get it to a point where I know why it is that I'm smoking. What's triggering it? Yeah. And that's just a, a, a small example. But when you take, so when you're talking about self, with these traditions, this is why it's it's separate from a sermon. A sermon, you telling a whole bunch of people, oh, don't do this, don't do that, but it don't apply to everybody in this, within the congregation. Right. When you come and you get a, a reading, you sitting and you having a personal experience, right? It's me and the person that's that's getting divine for. I'm asking them questions that are leading into certain things that make them the way they are. Mm. You understand? Right. So now, this information that I give them, they can accept it. And once they can, they accept it, then they can now make provisions to it. Right? But first, they got to accept it. Right. And so if, if I'm like, nah, the cigarettes ain't no thing, what the fuck are you talking about? Bro? Then you I, just shut down the ability to help solve. Exactly. And yep. open up that pathway. With that being said, we are ha- gonna have to end this segment because we down to five percent battery juice on the on the iPad. That should have shut off on us. <laughs> so where can you be reached? On the Instagram, Ekun Seven, E K U N Seven. I actually threw it in the chat, but I threw it in the description. E K U N Seven. I don't be checking the emails. You gotta understand, I be killing chickens and throwing shells and getting possessed and doing all this shit all the time. So I don't really have time for social media. I like Instagram because it's visual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can say a lot with a with a picture. Mm. Oh man, it just I keep it on just so that people have a contact with me. I don't check emails because it's too much. It, right. it be, I be consumed, and people be asking, "Don't call me with no shit about no dreams." I don't interpret that shit. Right. Mm. I don't interpret that. I don't care what some other dude is talking about. I ain't into that because they're not my. I'm not a student of those people, right. mm. so I can't cross reference that shit, and I don't really care. So, you know, keep, that's why I be trying, I be like, word, this is what they, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut down and I won't check it. Right. Mm. But the Instagram, it's kind of like you get access to me immediately because, oh, okay, well, what you want? Where are you, though? That's the first question. Because if you're somewhere far, I ain't doing no shit on no, on no phone. So, and that being said, uh, follow us on Instagram, UrbanX underscore NYC. That's what's up. Visit UrbanX.NYC. And of course, Oba will be back from time to time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, when I this get was, back from off this plane yeah, or something. It's dope. This. I, I learn in real time. A lot of people don't realize that. I, I'm getting information in real time. Absolutely. I just be here. Absolutely. That was dope. <laughs> so I'm going to hit y'all with this. 
black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find Who's a that? prayer, couldn't find a God. That's how I Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't mm, find gotta, a God. gotta promote that. Black mass, mm. man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, oh, I couldn't like find a job. Oh, I like that shit. Yeah, that was that shit all the way up. Nah, but y'all can y'all views is up. Yeah, yeah, we trying to get there, man. Motherfuckers be like, yo, yo, Urban X. Yeah. That's lit, ladies That's lit, ladies and gentlemen. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way to find a job. I had to find a way to find a job. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. I got somebody that I want you to come to interview up here. Okay. It's just, um, sister I know, she just came home from the feds a little while ago. She looked like 10 years. She grabbed, she wrote some books. Yep. Her name is Aisha Hall. Okay. She wrote some books. She, you know what I mean? She, she about it though. Okay. Target has everything for last minute Easter fun. Get decor delivered to your door with same day delivery. Or grab basket building and brunching faves with free drive up. Easter. Easy as Target. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.